Summer is just about here, which means it's time to start barbecuing again. Whether you're going to the beach or having a small cookout in your yard, Charbroil has a grill to fit your needs. If you use our link, you can get a Charbroil one-burner portable grill for just over $100, and it's perfect for wherever you need to cook. It's convenient and portable, and works just as well in the backyard as it does on the go. Just go to multipleworldproductions.com sponsors and use our link to shop all the great products Charbroil has to offer. Good afternoon, and welcome to Beware Spoilers. I am Adam, with our new sponsor before the show, Charbroil. will be, you know, our sponsor for most of the summer, I think. Now, I was going to have Peter on for this, but we couldn't line up schedules this weekend, which means that it's going to be just me. So, you know, what we usually do here, um, more often than not. Um, I think we're going to be doing the documentary episode in, uh, in May. I think we're going to do it. i got to talk to him about that. But what we have to talk about today is all of the news that came out of CinemaCon and more in-depth than the news I gave the other day. Um, so what we're going to start with, let's go back and start with Sony, because I feel like I missed some stuff because I was really just enthralled with the superhero stuff. We're going to talk about all of it today, not just the stuff that usually would specifically interest me. Let me get slides over to the sides, that way I have, you know, everything nice and easy to view. Um, so Sony... Um, we talked about Bad Boys for Bad Boys Four being in production. We, I think, there were rumors that that there was going to be a Bad Boys Four, but there was no confirmation on it. Now we have formal confirmation that Bad Boys Four is in production. It's currently being shot. They're like four weeks into it, and they're on set currently doing it. Good for them. Didn't see any of those movies yet. Might go back and watch them before the fourth one comes out. No release date given. Um, <clears throat> Sony showcased uh, the Machine, which. From what I can gather, there's a dark comedy with Mark Hamill uh, about a stand-up comedian. He's not the comedian. He's not the comedian's father. But, um, yeah, I'll, I think Brett Kirshner is, the, is the, the, the comedian. But, you know, I'll probably end up seeing that. Um, they showed a trailer for Insidious the Red Door, which is the next Insidious movie. Um, I've never I've seen the first Insidious, but apparently there are four of them out already, so this will be the fifth. Um, so having only seen one of them, I can say... It's not terrible. I prefer to, like, if we're going to talk about these these movies, it was like that, Ins- Insidious, The Conjuring, and Sinister all came out around the same time, and they're all kind of paranormal horror. Um, I prefer The Conjuring, and I also mix up all three of them. Well, no, The Conjuring I keep separate, but Sinister and Insidious I tend to mix up, because they have similar names, and I think they all have Patrick Wilson in it, um, which is a- another problem with this. Um, we saw... Well, we didn't see anyone who went saw footage from Anyone But You, which is an upcoming rom-com screwball comedy about two people who hate each other but keep ending up together. Uh, Sydney Sweeney of, uh, what was that show that everyone liked um, that I haven't watched yet uh, with Zendaya, um, Euphoria, and Glenn Powell, who we saw uh, has cornered the market in cocky Captain America-like um, Air Force pilot. Um, between Top Gun Maverick and Devotion, um, are leading it. And uh, according to people who saw the footage, it looks pretty funny. And I think that that's kind of one of the big trends we're seeing here. We saw a lot of people bitching, like, oh, we don't get theatrical comedies anymore. Oh, we don't get theatrical comedies. But we have this. We have that new one with Jennifer Lawrence that I don't think got showcased, but is also a Sony movie. Um, And there was another 
comedy. Oh, and then there's Joyride, which we'll talk about probably right after this, so I don't want to go right into that. Um, those all got showcased, and these are all wide-release comedies. Um, so I think we can see a resurgence if people go and see these in a the theater. So if you're one of the people who's bitching about it, go, get your friends, go and see these in the theater, try and get people to go and see it. Um, because like I saw the trailer for Joyride, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Dumb Money, which is a new movie about the GameStop stock, the GameStop stock incident in January of 2021, um, with Seth Rogen and Paul Dano. That comes out this year. Uh, they showed 14 minutes of footage from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which comes out in a little over a month, and I am incredibly hyped for that movie. And they also showed off, um, footage from Gran Turismo, the upcoming movie to a video game adaptation of a movie, which could be good. It, it's not based on the video game, because the video game doesn't really have a story, uh, if I remember my Gran Turismo correctly. It is, oh, excuse me, it is, um, it's, it's the story of a guy who becomes a racer after playing Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. So it could be cool. I'll, I'll, like, I'll watch that. It, it seems like it could be interesting. Uh, and then the big thing was Craven the Hunter, which we have not had much information about. But we know it's coming out this year. It, they recommitted to the October release date. They showed some footage off with Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter and Ariana DeBose as Calypso. And look, I'm I'm never going to root against anything. And you will hear me say that over and over again. I'm kind of on board with this based on what they described. I'm just not entirely sure why this was the movie to start with the rated R for these on was. Like, I'm not entirely sure what caused it to wait this long. Was it Marvel Studios being like, you can't make Venom movies rated R? Or was it they were afraid of losing somebody audience with Venom? Like, if you do it with Kraven, Kraven doesn't have quite as big of a mainstream appeal that Venom does. Maybe that's it. I'm not 100% certain. Um, but either way, this is going to be R-rated, uh, and it's going to be coming out uh, this October. Um, now let's go right to Lionsgate, because Lionsgate had the, the, the I would say... The weakest showing, but they didn't really have a presentation, so I don't think that's fair. Uh, they released a trailer for The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and recommitted to that release date um, of uh, the third week in November. So November looks like this. First week in November is Dune Part 2. Second week in November is The Marvels. Third week in November is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Fourth week of November, the week of Thanksgiving, is Wish, the new Disney animated movie. Now... The, the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes, um, I'm not a huge fan of the book. I did read the book last year, and if you go over to Beware of Spoilers, you can listen to my review of the book. Um, I think that it is, I don't like saying problematic, because that kind of has a weird implication with, with it, but I think the relationship between Snow and um, Lucy is just a little bit rapey, um, considering the power dynamic between the two of them. Um, I think that because Lucy is being picked as tribute um, to compete in the Hunger Games and, and Snow is her mentor, it makes the whole thing a little bit weird. Um, and look, it, it works out for the book because it's a book where it's like, oh, he, you know, she was reciprocating the feelings, but it's still a little strange to me. Um, I love the little homage when she gets picked and she does that bow like Katniss did in the first Hunger Games movie when uh, she shoots the, the what's it called, the, the mock curtsy after she shoots the apple out of the pig's mouth. Um, like, that, it's such a great moment um, in that trailer. And look, I, I, I see everything in this trailer, and I 
didn't hate the Hunger Games movies. Um, I liked the first one a lot. I really enjoyed Catching Fire. And I think that both Part 1 and Part 2 of Mockingjay, there are points where it could use some improvements, but I think that there are, they, they, they all have moments that are kind of interesting to them. Um, I, uh, but see, getting to go back to that world is so interesting. And I think the thing is, too, the fact that when you look at, when they show the sets from District 12, um, which I may have called District 13 earlier, I meant District 12. When they show the sets of District 12 and see how 65 years later, everything looks exactly the same. Well, when you look at the capital, everything it looks so different 65 years earlier because of how technology has evolved. It's one of those great little world-building things that really builds in some some level of, like, haves versus the have-nots for this world. Like, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, in the second—I think it's the second one where they go to all the parties, uh, PETA and, and Katniss go to all the parties, and it's, like, people are dying in the districts, and they're, and they're starving to death. Meanwhile, they go to the capital, and— um, like, people are eating and eating and eating, and then they have to throw up so they can eat some more. Um, like, it's, it's such a great juxtaposition between that. And I, and I really, it had to be the second one, because it wasn't the first, because they didn't win yet. And it wasn't the third or the fourth, because they were both, uh, they were on the run, and Peter was captured. Um, but look, I think that this guy who's playing Snow does a great job of kind of capturing the same thing, like the same feel. I kind of want to see this story continue, and I hope that they tell the story of what inevitably happens to the relationship. Because that's something I want to see on the screen. Um, then the other thing Lionsgate did was they screened Joyride, which is an upcoming movie with Stephanie Sue, who should have won Best Supporting Actress. If anyone was going to win Best Supporting Actress from um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, it should have been her. But uh, she's in the movie, and uh, it looks really fucking funny. No, I didn't go. I didn't see this. I did see the trailer on Friday when I saw Sisu, and it's like, it is, it looks like a, like, a great, you know, modern kind of hangover. Like, it kind of reminded me of the hangover when I watch it. Like, there's that thing where it's like, they have to hide the drugs, and then they're trying to get the drugs out, so she's on the side of the road, and it's like, like, pull it, no, squeeze it, no, push it, and she's like, it's not a bop, but it's my asshole. Like, it's such a great, like joke to have. Like, I think that this movie could be really funny, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. Um, apparently, the crowd really loved it, um, but the issue is it's not The Flash, so it didn't have quite the media attention. Um, now, as for the rest of the 2023 release slate for Lionsgate, they did confirm that they're going to hold these dates. About My Father will be coming on May 26th. That's Sebastian Maniscalco's movie about... It's based on his stand-up with him and his Italian father, played by Robert De Niro. I've seen the trailer for this a bunch because they play it a lot in the movies, and I'm not super gung-ho on it. Um, then there's The Blackening, which this one I'm a little bit more on board with. It's a, uh, a dark comedy um, like with race at the center of it. It's a horror comedy kind of thing. Um, this looks like it could be really good. I'm really interested to see how that is. Um, Joyride, we just talked about it. July, uh, oh, and The Blackening is June 16th. Uh, Joyride is July 7th. White Bird, A Wonder Story, which I believe was supposed to come out last year, but it got delayed, um, ha is now coming out on August 18th, um, which is, I think, related to Wonder somehow. I'm not entirely sure how, because I never saw or read Wonder. Um, the Expendables is coming out on September 22nd. The Expendables 4 is coming out on September 22nd. Um, Ordinary Angels will be coming out on October 13th, which is inspired by the true story of a hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically ill young daughter. When the community is hit by a major snowstorm in the 1994 North American Cold Wave in Hillary Swank stars. Alright, I'll see it, you know. I'm not hearing any buzz about it, but, you know, 
I'll see it. Um, Saw 10 comes out October 27th, and The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbird and Snake comes out November 17th. Now, let's go to... Uh, where should we go next? Let's go to Universal. Um, Universal, they showed off footage from Fast 10, uh, which comes out in like three weeks, two weeks. No, two weeks. So that's two weeks from Friday. Uh, we saw footage from Oppenheimer, and they confirmed that it is sticking to its July release date, despite speculation that it could be moving, because they did not put it out at any festivals, which we're seeing a lot of now. We're starting to get the big movie release dates at, tra- at festivals. Because um, um, we know that Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny will be debuting at uh, Cannes, as well, uh, what was it, Killers of the Flower Moon, we'll talk about a little bit later. We also know that uh, we've heard rumors that Dune will be debuting at a festival, um, possibly New York Film Festival, which if that happens, you can bet your fucking ass I'll be at that, and we'll be seeing Dune Part 2 way early. Um, But yeah, so we have all of those things kind of happening, and Oppenheimer did not go for any of these considering its release date is in July, and people were speculating maybe the movie's not done yet, maybe they're not ready to release it, maybe it's going to be delayed. That seems to not be the case. They're sticking to the release date. Um, they showed footage from Exorcist, the Belie- uh, the Exorcist Believer, um, which is Blumhouse's new take on the Exorcist franchise. Um, and it's about two teenagers getting possessed after they go missing in the woods, and Ellen Burstyn has to help them get unpossessed. It comes out October 13th. So, strap in for that, I guess. Um... If you're interested in that, they also showed footage from Wicked, which has been long in development. Uh, John Chu will be directing that. The aesthetic, according to people who saw it, looks close to the original Wizard of Oz. Um, It releases on November 27th, 2024, with Ariana Grande and Cynthia Arrivo, um, which I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, She was in Harriet, um, starring in the lead in that movie. Um, We also got The Fall Guy, coming out March 1st, 2024. David Leitch directs the remake. It's based on a TV show from the 80s with Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt, and Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Um, we got footage from Migration, which is this December's um, Illumination movie. It's about birds migrating, uh, so that could be kind of cute. And we got confirmation of Kung Fu Panda 4. No solid release date, but it will be coming in spring 2024. Which seems weird because they didn't have footage of it, but it's coming next year. And they said the animation's not done yet, or not enough animation's done yet, which seems a little strange. Um, now, Warner Brothers. We got an extended look at Barbie, which is coming the same day as Oppenheimer. Um, we got a trailer for The Meg 2, The Trench, which I never saw the first Meg, but Jason Statham will be reprising. That comes out in August. We got a clip from Blue Beetle, which I've made my thoughts known on, and Blue Beetle comes out August 18th. Um, we have The Nun 2 coming out September 8th with... A new clip showing it off, and according to people who saw the clip, it looks like a marked improvement over the first movie. People had their complaints about the first movie, saying it's not very good. This one looks a lot better, according to people who have seen the clip. Um, Dune Part 2 got a first look, not released publicly. It showcases Paul trying to learn how to ride the sandworm, him with Cheney, um, him, and we got a little bit of footage of... Oh, uh, no, there was no footage of... There was a picture of him in Shrouded, with uh, of um, a fade Rautha, and uh, we got a, a picture of what um, what Florence Pugh will look like as Princess Irulan. Um, if you know me, you know I'm 100% in on this movie, and I'm very much looking forward to it. The movie was also 100% shot in IMAX, so it's best to see that on an IMAX screen. On the Timothy Chalamet front, 
Um, we also got news that Wonka will be confirmed for December 15th. And much like how Wicked is staying committed to the aesthetic of the classic, where Wicked is saying truly the aesthetic of the original Wizard of Oz, um, Wonka is saying committed to the aesthetic of the original Willy Wonka movie, not the Johnny Depp, not the Willy Wonka, or not the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as portrayed in the book. The aesthetic as de defined by the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with um, Gene Wilder, which I think is a great choice. I think it's that's that's a fantastic idea to do. Um, we got footage from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is sticking to its December 20th release date. Um, according to this, the footage shows that Black Manta has a black trident that has turned him more evil, and Aquaman needs to get the help of Orm to defeat him. And then I put, as a side note, please see the plot of Thor The Dark World for additional details. Um, so get ready for that. Um, the Color Purple is being remade, and we knew that for a while, but they got footage of it. It's been testing very well with audiences, and it is allegedly designed to be a big screen experience that you have to see in a theater. It is still coming out Christmas Day 2023, um, and I'm interested in that. I'll see it. Um, and The Flash was screened in full. Um, positive response to Michael Keaton and Sasha Cal, um, who are playing Batman and, um, what's her name? What, uh, and Supergirl, respectively. Um, mixed response to Ezra Miller with people saying if you enjoyed Ezra Miller in Justice League, you can get behind this. If you didn't enjoy Ezra Miller in Justice League or Batman v Superman or anywhere else he's appeared and you didn't find uh, that iteration of Flash endearing, you probably won't like this one. And there are two Flashes on screen for the entire runtime. So, maybe, or at times three, allegedly. So, yeah, I'll do with that what you will. Um, but besides that, it's, it's largely positive. But again, this situation is a lot like going to see uh, when, when these initial responses come out from social media from when a movie premieres, where it's like, oh, my God, everyone loves this. Look at how, how great it is. But it's like you got to keep in mind, like it's all people who are well in the bag for this shit who are going to go to these, you know, first day premieres to be able to get the, the positive buzz going. It's a marketing ploy. It's designed by whatever company it is to make it look good. So if anyone wanted to see The Flash they would have gone to this. So that you have to take into consideration, too, is that the initial response is going to be all people who want to see The Flash. And and again, it's NATO is the people who are here. It's the National Association of Theater Owners. So it's all people who need this movie to do well because this movie could break a billion. And if it does break a billion, that's good for the theaters. So, yeah, they're also going to say it's really good and they really enjoyed it. Um, so that, that's another thing to take with a grain of salt. Now, Disney... I think, was the one with the weirdest show, um, because they really didn't bring that much. Um, they showed a clip from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which opens in, like, two months. They showed a clip from Elemental, which is opening opposite The Flash. They showed a clip from Wish, and they released a trailer publicly with Ariana DeBose, Chris Pine, and Alan Tudyk. It's the story of the origin of the Wishing Star. We had that announced already, but now we got footage and more visuals from it, not just from the announcement of D23. Uh, a clip from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which opens in four days. Um... A clip from The Little Mermaid, which opens at the end of the month. A clip from The Haunted Mansion, which opens at the end of the summer. A trailer for A Haunting in Venice, which opens in October. Um, we found out information about The Creator, which is Gareth Edwards' new movie on the 20th century. It stars Gemma Chan and John David Washington. It's a science fiction action thriller about AI and androids. I'm on board for that. It comes out September 29th. I'll see that. Um, next Goal Wins had a trailer from Taika Watiti. It's his next movie. comes out November 17th, 2023. So that is opening opposite. And that's... And we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but... Um, 
It opens up November 17th. It looks pretty good. Um, and then The Boogeyman has been streamed publicly, and that got basically unanimous po um, positive response from people who like horror. Um, now, here's my thing. I do not think that the Marvels will be coming out on the date that they're claiming it will be, um, which as of right now is the second week of November. Now, the Marvels, they did show the trailer for the Marvels, but it's the same trailer that we saw a few weeks ago. Um, the exact same trailer, and that's all they showed. Um, and they said at that time, November 10th. Now, here's my thing. Um, for Disney, I think that's their last really big, huge money-making thing for the, for the year. Because, let's look at what they have, okay? This is basically their entire release slate. Indiana Jones is going to make a lot of money. I think Indiana Jones is a solid $800 million, if not a billion. Um, if not doing Force Awakens money, if the movie's good. Um... Elemental. Um, typically, Elemental is one of these Pixar movies that's not based on anything, so you have to hope it has legs. Um, and I think that it could be kneecapped by the fact that um, there's another, there are other movies coming out this summer that it has to share screen time with. It has to share screen time with that that uh, Riley whatever teenage Kraken. It has to share time with the the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, movie that looks pretty good. Like it, 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 it's got to share that bandwidth, so it's not going to have the free reign of the summer to really chalk up a lot of money. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to do good. Wish is kind of an unknown quantity. Um, Encanto was the last time they did one of these kind of movies, and Encanto was also right after the pandemic, um, and people were still not adjusted to going back to the theater. Maybe Encanto, uh, maybe Wish does a lot of money. It, it, it could go either way, though. And then. Um, Little Mermaid. I think Little Mermaid would have done better if Peter Pan didn't just come out and remind people how bad these can be. I think Peter Pan could leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, and I also don't think that the previous entries in the, um, what's it called? The previous entries in the live-action adaptations really do a lot to showcase it. Plus, the talking animals, the animals look too animal-like, um, for my taste. So I think that that's gonna be another thing. It doesn't look quite as interesting, and that's gonna sink this movie, I think. Um, and then the other ones are all 20th century releases. Now, the Marvels is the last chance to make a lot of money. And I think therein lies the problem. If they're not showcasing the Marvels, and they're not bringing it and putting it there, like, look at what we're doing, um, that I don't quite get. I, I'm, like, I was surprised that after the Bad Boys 4 thing, they didn't have something like that for Captain America, because uh, Captain America is currently shooting um, for, for 2024. And look, let's be honest, Disney also has two other major press events, or three really, between now and the end of the year. They have San Diego Comic-Con, which every year they make a big showing for Marvel and Star Wars. Um, they have, and, and the thing is too, it's like, they just announced all their Star Wars stuff three weeks ago at Star Wars Celebration. So they don't need to bring that again, even though they probably should have. Bring the directors up, be like, hey, here are people working on the Star Wars movies that are coming out. Star Wars is coming back to the theaters. Get the fuck ready. That's something that they should have brought to CinemaCon. Not sure why they didn't. But every year, Marvel makes a giant showing at um, at Comic-Con. So I would anticipate that. D23 is another big place for them to make a showing. And that is their own trade show where they get to run the, um, run the press cycle for a full weekend. And then there's Disney Investor Day in, like, November, December. So... They, they have other opportunities to bring stuff. But my question is, if this movie's coming out in November, are you just going to not release another trailer until San Diego? 
and then be like, okay, we're going to start the, San, the marketing blitz at San Diego and then move on from there. I don't think that's a winning strategy. Um, I think that there are two reasons why they didn't bring up a showing of the Marvels. Number one, and I think the more likely is the movie gets delayed to 2024. Probably February, probably around the same slot as, um, what's it called? Probably around the same slot as uh, where, where Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania came out. Because here's the thing, consulting next year's release slate, um, they could put it in January, because there isn't too much in January right now. They could put it in February, because the only competition in February is Madam Web. So if they put it in early February, well, no, you wouldn't want to do that. You'd probably want to put it in January. Um, and then, because then you can, you're only competing with late-stage Aquaman, which may not have the legs. Um, and then March, March is when you start to get packed. Because March, March is when you have, um, you have apparently Pixar has a release date there. You have a Quiet Place Day One. You have Godzilla X Kong, which every time I see that, I think like that sounds like a porno because the X typically means like in, in fan fiction, the X tends to mean like pairing. And then you have Snow White from Disney as well, um, all in that in March. So you probably, if I were to venture a guess, you probably want to aim for. January as your release date. Um, so, so therein lies that therein lies that. Um, or you could move it to mid October, at which point you then have a longer run until you run into Dune. Um, because I think the thing is too, this date is not good because you're going to be competing with the second week of Dune in your first week. Which look, if your first week you do a hundred million, or you do like if you like. What was the first Captain Marvel's box office? It opened to 150 million. Let's say it tracks down from there and does 120 or 110. Um, you're then competing with the Hunger Games, and the Hunger Games is a juggernaut of a movie because it's been a long time since we got one of these. It's beloved by a lot of people, and it's got. I, I think that that one will have the potential to knock it out of first place. I think that's the issue. I think you have to move this movie. Unless you're setting it up for failure and you're saying we got we got a bad date, that's the problem. Um, unless they're saying they think they can compete with the Hunger Games, which I don't think they can. I don't think the Marvels will be able to compete with the Hunger Games at the box office, um, and I think that that could be a problem. And I feel like we're at the point where we're talking about Star Wars, where it's like, oh well, you know, Star Wars can't compete with this at the box office. It's like, well, why can't Star Wars compete with that at the box office? They're always able to historically, and it's like, well, we're not. We have other things going on. Um, which brings us to our last thing. Of the of the announcements, we got what came from Paramount. Um, so they showed a trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Martin Scorsese's next movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. It's about these two guys who try to steal aura, uh, oil from the Osage Nation. Um, that is coming out in October, but it will be premiering before that, allegedly. Um, they showed 20 minutes of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is now releasing on Wednesday instead of Friday. So July 12th is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, in terms of other adult quote-unquote content, they showed the trailer for Bob Marley One Love, starring his son Ziggy Marley. That is coming out January 12th, 2024. Uh, they showed a trailer for A Quiet Place Day One, which is set in New York City on the first day of the alien invasion that leads to A Quiet Place. So I'm interested in that as well. Um, on the side of things where, um, more family-oriented, that's where Paramount really outdid everyone else, was the family content. Which, if we look at what's happened so far, it's like movies with legs and fucking Mario. Because uh, Top Gun Maverick made a fuck ton of money. 
Mario broke a billion this weekend. So, family content with a known IP is where you want to put your money. And Paramount is doing that. Paramount announced, well, they showed footage from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which we knew was coming. We saw a trailer for that already. That's coming this August. They showed a trailer from the new Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts, um, which, all right, I'll watch that. Unicron's the bad guy again, but whatever, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, then they announced Transformers 1, which is coming July 19, 2024. Chris Hemsworth, Brian Tyree Henry, Scarlett Johansson, John Hamm, Keegan, Michael Key, and Lawrence Fishburne star, among a ton of other people. It is an animated movie about the origin of Transformers. That sounds great. Um, February 14, 2025 is a new Smurfs movie with Rihanna, with Rihanna as Smurfette. The Avatar The Last Airbender movie is coming on October 10th, 2025. And let me just say, when I read that, I chubbed up a little bit. I am so fucking ready for an Avatar The Last Airbender theatrical movie with all the group as adults. I want to see the transition into Republic City. This movie could be The Mandalorian Season 3 for Avatar transitioning The Last Airbender into Legend of Korra. And I will not be taking questions at this time. Um, they announced If, which is a John Krasinski animated movie about a girl who can see people's imaginary friends. That's coming out in 2024. Uh, apparently there's a new Paw Patrol movie coming out this year that I didn't know about or care about. That comes out September 29th, 2023. There's a new SpongeBob movie called The Search for SquarePants coming out on May 23rd, 2025. And I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. Um, but yeah, they came ready to play in the family department in a way the other studios didn't. And I think that that's going to help Paramount in the long run. And I think that that's something that Disney is lacking. Disney is looking at the Four Quadrant movies. Paramount is like, no, 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 no. Give me the movies where you sell two tickets, a parent and a child, and we will fucking dominate that market. And I think the thing is, too, when you have a movie like Transformers animated, if you have a movie like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated, if you have a movie like this upcoming Avatar movie animated, it becomes something like Spider-Verse. That's what we're seeing, is we're seeing the Spider-Versification of the uh, of animated movies, and I think that is a beautiful thing. Not just in art style, because we're seeing that too, where they're starting to take that same art style, like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, had that same kind of art, like that 2D, 3D thing. Um, but I think that this could be something really special if this is where the industry is going in anime, on the animated front. I'm, I'm totally for that. Um, but that's all the news out of CinemaCon this year. Um, if I missed something or if I forgot something, feel free to leave it in a message on Spotify, and we will get to it next week. Um, so possibly Josie will be on on Tuesday for our discussion of, um, what's it called? For our discussion of, um, what was it called? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And like I said previously, the watch list we're not doing anymore, and we're moving the backlog files to uh, Thursday in its slot. Um, so we'll wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, have a great rest of your week. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our other shows. We have Beware of Spoilers, where we talk about new release movies. We have 30-minute reviews, where we talk about older stuff and current events in the entertainment industry. And we have Exploring Hyperspace Lanes, where every week Josie and I get together to talk about random stuff in our lives. And also, we rank and review everything Star Wars. Old stuff, new stuff, all of it. And you can find all of these shows on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Or, to get it simply, you just got to be aware of spoilers.com, or exploringhyperspacelanes.com, or 30minutereviews.com, and it'll redirect you right to the Spotify page. Uh, thank you, and uh, thank you for enjoying our content.